Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at Deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe. Y'all know the drill just for a moment or two while we bring on our Facebook clan. And then we'll get this podcast fired up, rocking, rolling, and we're good. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me my partner in crime, you know him, you love him. He's my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com. He's Zach Kelberman. Zach, good job. You and John holding down the fort uh, with gusto while I've been away in Florida. I'm still in Florida, as you guys can see here. All right. It's, the sun's just going down. It's been beautiful weather. Only now, Zach, did a little bit of rain kind of start coming in, but it's been phenomenal and been having a great time. And look, I keep my eye on, uh, my eye on MHH. Constantly, regardless if I'm on vacation or whatnot. But it's been nice, Zach, because I haven't the last couple of days, dude, I haven't even had to really worry about it, dude. You're rocking and rolling it. So tip of the cap, my friend. Appreciate you, and I hope you've enjoyed your vacation. I can't stop getting Andy Reid vibes, though, Chad. And I only mean that in the most complimentary way because of your shirt, but I'm very glad you're having a relaxing time. We've been trying to hold it down, but I'm glad you're back in the saddle, partner. It's not the same without you, and uh, I'm excited to talk more Broncos football tonight. We got some juicy topics as we tend to. Indeed, dude. I have. I mean, I, I can't lie. I can't unplug. If I go on, if, if I go on vacation, dude, I'm still working, and that's one of the things. It's the blessing and the curse because if you're doing something that you truly love and that you're passionate about, it never feels like work. And if you right. can be successful at that, you know that's that's the secret to life, right? That's that's a blessing. But at the same time, it can be a curse because then if it doesn't feel like work, you can find yourself going down the rabbit hole a little bit too much, and you're like, oh, got to pump the brakes. But you know what? This has been balanced quite well on this trip. The wife, she's like, yeah, get on the podcast. Get out of our hair for a minute, dude. We're tired of you saying, no, you can't buy this. No, you can't buy that. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, Zach, you have an article that just came out today covering something Philip Lindsay had to say, kind of a parting comment about the Drew Locke situation as he uh, leaves to join the Houston Texans. I'm going to pull that up, but what did let everyone know exactly what Philip Lindsay had to say as his goodbye to Drew Locke in so many words. Well, he was uh, on Sirius XM today, and he was asked about his split from the Broncos, but we're not going to talk about that, you know, because it's a very combative topic in Broncos country. But uh, as I wrote right there, I think Philip Lindsay gave a very fair assessment uh, to what Drew Locke is last year to what he is now and what he can be going forward. He called him hungry. He said he's in a good position to be successful, but he has to keep developing. And I thought this comment was interesting. The rest of it was kind of player speak cliche and platitudes, but right there, Drew holds his own future, 
and he needs to continue to develop to make the Broncos better. So the implication there is the Broncos are set up for success. They're a playoff-ready roster, and the quarterback is the one-week link, one wild card, whatever you want to say about it, and it's up to Locke to either make them a middling team, a team that kind of skims water, or a team that takes the next step and makes the playoffs. So I appreciate Philip Lindsay, uh, no longer a Bronco, but very much still in the Broncos' orbit. I thought this was an honestly uh, refreshing assessment of his former teammate. I think it goes to show you that as much as Drew Locke, those five starts as a rookie, I think he really turned some heads in that veteran locker room and and gathered a lot of the support that he needed to feel confident going into 2020 as the guy. That same veteran belief support that he got, I think this comment goes to show that some of the guys in that locker room started to question it a little bit when he really hit the skids from like, you know, week seven through week 10. Even though he had that one come from behind win against the Chargers in week eight, that period, I mean, he almost, because of him, they almost lost that game. And then, of course, he storms back 21 points in the fourth quarter and they end up winning credit to Drew Locke, but I think this goes to show a little bit, Zach, that some of the some of the veterans maybe started having their own misgivings a little bit about Drew, but I would also bet dollars to donuts that those same veterans that may have started having a few doubts, a few misgivings about Drew, the way he played from week 11 on, taking out the week 12 game that he was on him. He, I mean, the NFL definitely overreacted in that moment, but at the end of the day, the the responsibility for the whole mask gate thing that took place that caused right. the Broncos to have to play without a quarterback ultimately falls on Drew. Maybe that was another chink in the armor. Who's to say? But I do think they he, he bought back some of that goodwill, some of that clout. But there are some doubts, I think, still. And he ha- he's the only one that can answer it. Of course, yeah. And I think this one little paragraph is the uh, feeling, resounding feeling coming out of the locker room. I think Philip Lindsay can speak for many of his former teammates, maybe even all of his former teammates, except for Jerry Judy and Kareem Jackson, who want Deshaun Watson, of course. But this is the overall feeling of Locke, and I think it's a fair one. He's not a franchise quarterback, but he's not Paxton Lynch either. He has a ways to go, but he's still ascending. He has the pieces, he's hungry, and he controls his own destiny. And I'm glad that Philip Lindsay said that because if the Broncos don't make this splash in the first round of next month's draft, if they don't acquire a Trey Lance or a Mac Jones, it's going to be the lock show again in 2021. And it's he will go as far as he takes himself and the Broncos offense. So he holds his own future, his own cards, and he holds the Broncos 2021 destiny in his own hands. No doubt about it. And there's we're going to talk about the whole quarterback issue. There was more buzz that has come out over the last couple of days on the Broncos perhaps their maneuvers into the top five. We'll see. We'll see uh, from Woody Page. We'll get to all that here in just a minute. And also, Zach, with uh, John had to step away just for a minute. He, he should be back later in the stream. While he's doing that, a couple of uh, – I know we missed a few supers from the other night. We're going to get those. Yes. But also, the chat just did a jump. And before we, we get to our great sponsor for tonight, really quick, because I don't want to get too far into this and we're not able to get some of these – but a guy like Fat Cat Zach, who has just been so consistent lately, even in the in the nights where he can't necessarily be in the chat the whole time, drops in, throws a super, and then comes back, listens after the fact. Quick shout out, Fat Cat, love you, buddy. Appreciate this super chat. He says, "I'm not taking a quarterback with the first pick, and I'm passing up a chance to draft a crucial uh, piece." Let me read this on the on the YouTube side. Uh, a crucial piece like Micah Parsons that could uh, that could excuse me that could uh, get us back to an orange crush style defense again, only my humble two cents. 
So this whole thing, Zach, it really boils down to your opinion of Drew Locke. If you are utterly of the belief that there is nothing worth redeeming in Drew, that there's no hope left in Drew, if that's what you really think, then yeah, you got to move up and go get a quarterback if that's your mindset. But Zach, I'm here to tell you, NFL teams, the, the language of the NFL, this is something I've learned from a few of my mentors in this business, all right? The language of the NFL is money, all right? And when you see how they speak with that language, right, the way they communicate, it's through veteran free agent moves and then also draft picks. Up to this point, Zach, the message that has been sent from George Payton by virtue of the Broncos not spending a freaking nickel on a quarterback is we're at least comfortable with Drew for now. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't move or do something in the draft, but I think this is a team that's a lot more comfortable and confident in Drew Locke as the starter for 2021, that's it, uh, than I think a lot of media might be comfortable acknowledging. But Peyton has acknowledged it. Peyton's told you himself. He still sees the value of Locke. He scouted him closely. He still thinks he can be a good quarterback. And he he likes what he watched on tape, but he wants to see Locke in person. And when he made that comment to me, Chad, knowing that he wouldn't see him in person until spring work or training camp or OTAs or whatever, it led me to believe that right there in that comment that Locke had a longer leash and a brighter future in Denver like the media, as you said, painted it to be. They're all pushing the same narrative. First, it was, it was Deshaun Watson. Then it was get Russell Wilson. Then it was Aaron Rodgers. Now it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones. The media and a bunch of Broncos country uh, critics and, and uh, prognosticators and wannabe GMs, they think Locke should be on the way out. But the guy making the decision in Dove Valley, George Payton, still sees value in the incumbent. And as long as that remains, uh, Drew Locke will remain under center. And I agree, though, with what Philip Lindsay said. If he does get the job, nothing should be handed to him. Nothing at all. He should be judged on a game-by-game or a drive-by-drive basis. He does not deserve to be grandfathered anything. He's hungry. He he has what it takes uh, on paper. He's shown glimpses, but he has to improve, and he has to make the Broncos better. I agree with that 100%. Guys, we still got to get to exactly what. I'm gonna move. I hate having the mic in the, in the picture, but I got to move it a little bit closer. Today I'm not in my usual setup in my in my home studio, so bear with me here, guys. Uh, but we're going to get to the piece from Woody Page, what he said on Twitter. I think it was last night, might have been today, uh, on the issue of Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Even mentioned Micah Parsons. We're going to get to that. All right, I'm going to go through this fast. This is going to be like record level matters of business. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. The main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. My partner, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter, at Kelberman NFL. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. And our great producer, John Kay, who is also a little uh, folk hero in the community, does such a great job staying engaged and staying connected with our community, at John Kay, MHH. You all might know him as Buona Beast, but that's how you can connect with him on Twitter. Also, guys, make sure you are following and have both liked and followed the podcast page. I'm sure a lot of you saw that this last podcast and tonight, we're no longer streaming the Huddle Up podcast to the MHH Superfans group on Facebook. It's only on the Huddle Up podcast page and the Mile High Huddle page. So if you're following the Mile High Huddle page, great. We appreciate you. Most of you are. There's almost 100,000 people following that page. But we also need you to go over to the Huddle Up podcast page on Facebook, like and follow, because we're doing some, we have some cool plans for content there. And it automatically enters you into our weekly giveaways. We randomly select a name from one of the people who both like and follow the Huddle Up podcast. On Facebook, here's how you find it, facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod. Take care of that business. Check out the merch store when you get a minute. We got some changes that are going to be coming here very, very soon. Now that we crossed over to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, 
which by the way, hats off. Shout out to each and every one of you. Appreciate you guys for that. We got some plans for 10K week. We did 7K week last summer. We're going to do 10K week. Uh, when I get back from vacation, we got some plans for that. But Zach, we now have access to some different tools because we crossed 10K on YouTube. That's going to be very good for our merch store and for people who want to more easily access the merch uh, through YouTube while we're live, stuff like that. So it, it, look for that to come. But in the meantime, huddleuppod.com, get your swag on, get a hat, get a t-shirt, uh, rep the brand, become a supporter at facebook.com slash mile high huddle. Click the big blue button. You get in on Kelberman's corner every Sunday at noon. That's the premium video content for our subscribers on Facebook. Plus with the draft, I mean, we're about to enter April. We're in draft month. You want access to the trickle zone, which is also Saturdays at noon for Facebook supporters only. Click the big blue button. And if you're not able to do those things, please just do these three things. And we're stoked to have you guys. Seriously, don't think that we expect you to, um, you know, if, if you're not in a position to do those things, it's all good for real. Please just subscribe. Make sure you're doing that. Please like this video. You guys have no idea how such a small thing can help us on Facebook and YouTube. And then number three is the limits test. If we're doing a good job for you, if you respect the effort, share this video out there and help us continue to grow. And we are continuing to grow, Zach. It's been phenomenal to see and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at woodhousebuickgmc.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, Zach, I'm not sure if you saw this. I had a little bit of time this morning. I had to grab this article. Woody Page on Twitter. Sometimes the musings, you know, insiders, they muse on Twitter. When they reply, trust me when I when I tell you this, it's not just them saying just like kind of thoughtlessly tweeting something out there. If they reply to somebody on Twitter with actual information, that's a very calculated move 99 times out of 100. There's a reason they're choosing to say that. In the case of Woody Page, Zach, let me let me show everyone what he had to say here. 
Um, and by the way, let me know, Zach, how my internet's doing. If there's any issues, because I am on, I am on uh, hotel Wi-Fi. So let me know on that. So um, far, so good. All right, good. So here's what he said. Woody Page in reply to a question: What are the Broncos going to do at pick nine? Yada yada. Quote: It's very difficult to get a handle on George Payton. I would guess the Broncos will trade back and draft Micah Parsons, the Penn State linebacker. But I'm working the room to find out. But if Sir Lance, Trey Lance a lot, or Justin Fields of Dreams are there or close to there during the draft, the Broncos will jump up. And I want to, if I could, I would put that in bold. The Broncos will jump up. So, Zach, let's let's define that really quick. When Woody Page says if they're there or close to there, they'll jump. Where do you think that benchmark is? I was wondering what there meant because number four, realistically, Atlanta's pick is where you would have to move up to secure the quarterback of your desires, whether that's uh, Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Mac Jones for that matter. But maybe Carolina, number eight, they they want a quarterback too more than likely. So I think the Broncos and what Woody Page is saying here, Chad, I respect him greatly and it's worthy of talking, you know, worthy of discussion. But he's saying the Broncos might move up. They might draft Micah Parsons. They might stay put. They might move back. He doesn't really know either, and it's a credit and a testament to George Payton because there's been zero leaks. Mike Kliss, uh, Woody Page, Troy Rank, every insider in Denver has no idea what they're plotting right now because unlike Elway, there's been no leaks out of Dove Valley. So I think realistically, if Payton is dead set a 1,000%, not a 100%, a 1,000% on getting a quarterback in this draft, he has to move to number four because otherwise it's a massive risk leaving it to chance. Real quick, a super chat from one of our superstars, Ed Keating, who we got the privilege to meet in person just a few days back. Good to see you, Ed, and thanks for the support, as always, my dog. He says, no fields or lands. Hashtag lock 2021, Denver Broncos for life, and hashtag state of being. So Ed's still sticking to his guns like he told us last week that he wants one more go-round with Drew Luck. And, you know, I know there's some people out there that say, look, uh, if you – if you want to um, promulgate the the notion of Drew being the guy again, then you're just embracing failure. You're just embracing mediocrity. You're passing up on the opportunity to take to truly take a leap forward by acquiring one of these top four quarterbacks. And on one hand, I get what you mean. Like if you don't, again, if you think Drew is, if you are absolutely dead certain that Drew is not the guy, then of course you got to do something. But there's no one on this earth that ha- that can say that for certain. And what really matters, Zach, at this point is what does George Payton believe? All right. And George Payton up to this point, not only through his actual words, but through the moves he's made and hasn't made, has telegraphed to the fans, whether they want to hear it or not, that he's a lot more comfortable with Drew than maybe some of them are. And so I think sticking with Drew one more year, as you guys know, this is Zach and I, we share a brain on this. We feel like you can win with this team and a Drew Locke in his second year in the same scheme with the holes that just got filled on defense. And instead of going out and trying to trade picks and move up and get a quarterback who then is an unknown quanti- uh, quantity, who then has to come in and develop, who then you're pinning your hopes on somehow being the exception to the rule that as a rookie in 2021, he's going to come in and help your team win, which almost never happens. There, there are exceptions, but those exceptions prove the rule I think the most recent of which, Zach, Andrew Luck, RG3 from, what was it, 2012? I mean, I might be missing someone, but I'm talking about rookie quarterbacks who had to play highly drafted guys whose teams did well. Justin Herbert lit it up last year. That was great to see. You know, props to him. Happy for him. 
the Chargers, it didn't save Anthony Lynn's job. So, look, if you want to take that gamble, I mean, in all honesty, Zach, Drew Locke, he's got more of an NFL pedigree up to this point than any of those guys who at this stage are complete unknown quantities relative to the NFL. Exactly. And it's an uncomfortable truth for the people that don't want Locke to return as the Broncos quarterback next year. And I'll, I'll pretty much leave it at that because I agree with what you're saying. You, you nailed it with your premise. Uh, the thing is though, George Payton has been a lifelong, a career-long scout. It's what he does best. It's why he's at every pro day right now, traveling and circling the country. He loves scouting. He said he wants to see his quarterback throw. So if, if he made the decision uh, that he's moving on from Locke, how could he? He wants to see him play this right. year. So, I mean, it just doesn't go hand in hand. And I'll I'll stick to my guns and say, as a first-year, first-time GM, a rookie GM, stepping in, into the position where he's in with an incumbent holdover coaching staff that could be a lame duck, I still don't see, and this is not my bias or my preference, I just don't see Peyton making that move to number four for, like Chad said, an unknown quantity at quarterback, no matter who it is. Especially, Zach, when that number nine pick, <clears throat> whether you stay there or move back and stockpile more picks, could be a game-changing blue chipper to only add more arrows to the quiver, whether it's a Micah Parsons, another corner, a, uh, maybe not a safety that high. You'd have to trade back a little bit. They're a bunch of different linebackers. I mean, Jameen Davis freaking blew up Twitter with his his workout. But, Zach, what I see as a more likely eventuality in the draft, and some people um, might not want to hear this, and look, I've been wrong before, but this is what I see as a more likely uh, eventuality for draft day and the, the Denver Broncos relative to – whoop, my bad – relative to uh, a quarterback. Let me Let me grab this real quick. All right, this was from Daniel Jeremiah. All right, Nick Kendall grabbed this article for us. Uh, he's he's hinting at the Broncos taking a hard, hard look at a Kellen Mond, all right, the Texas A&M quarterback who is – I'm trying to find the actual uh, the actual clip I'll find. It. Give me just one sec. Here's what he said. This is, this is Daniel Jeremiah who took over for Mike Mayock as NFL Network's draft guru, and he's a guy similar to Mayock who has NFL pedigree in terms of, at least on Jeremiah's side, Zach, he's a former NFL scout himself. Quote, I could see Denver going after Sam Darnold or other veteran options. That never happened. But if the Broncos don't land one of them, I do believe they'll try to bring in some competition for Drew Locke via the draft. Kellen Mond would be a fit in the third round. He improved in each of his seasons <clears throat> Excuse me, at Texas A&M finishing things up by winning the MVP award at the Reese's Senior Bowl in January. He really improved his decision-making in 2020. Mond could come in and push Locke. That is more, close quote, Zach, that is more what I expect to see George Payton do when he talks about bringing in competition. I think that's what he means. Still a premium round cue, still a guy that's drafted in the second or third round, but not a top 10 guy. They're going to run it back one more time with Drew. And if I'm wrong on that, I'll eat my crow. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, the way it's taking shape, the way the stars are aligned. Listen, I wouldn't mind if the Broncos went in that direction if they acquired a non-first-round quarterback, but why someone like Kellen Mond, who is so close to the type of quarterback that Drew Locke is, you know, the big arm, all the athleticism in the world, but he his decision-making is not on point, his accuracy needs work. If you're going to bring in a quarterback, at least bring in one that Locke can get better from, that can learn from, or even can maybe usurp Locke. If you have two of the same quarterbacks, Chad, you have no quarterbacks. So if they want to go that route, third or fourth round, whatever, Kellen Mond, to me, is not the guy that I would gamble on. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. One of our great superstars, Michaela Parker. Appreciate you. It's always great to Thank see you, you and, and chat with you. She says, what is the feeling on Notre Dame's Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa or Kentucky's Jameen Davis, maybe in round two or the third round? Look, we like both of those guys. I think JOK, um, some NFL teams are still trying to figure out what is he. Is he a linebacker? Is he an off-ball linebacker? Is he a safety? Um, I know Eric Trickle loves him, our senior draft analyst at MHH, as of two weeks ago. It was his top ranked, blew, blew some, some people's hair back. JOK, Eric Trickle's top ranked linebacker in this class. I like him a lot, not at, at pick nine. I don't think he's quite transcendent enough to be an, a number nine guy. If you traded back into the first round, uh, back into the first round, yeah. And Jameen Davis, Zach, I mean, his pro day, he already had day early day two, uh, well, let's just say day two kind of draft stock, draft buzz. But I think he's going to be a first-round guy now, almost absolutely. He blew the doors down. So is he top-10 guy? Probably not. That still would be a little rich, but keep an eye on him. I think both of these guys are first-round guys. I'd be shocked if JOK fell to the second round because even now there's uh, rumblings that the Cowboys could take Zayvon Collins at number 10 overall. So if JOK, is, if his uh, if his star keeps rising, he will for sure be a first-round pick. Not a number nine, I agree. But, you know, uh, George Payton was at the, the pro day for JOK and also Tommy Tremble, the tight end they have there. So he saw him up close and personal. And, listen, if they don't want Micah Parsons, if they don't want a quarterback, moving back to the mid-teens and taking JOK would be, I think, the second best uh, move, the best plan B in George Payton's back pocket. We got, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Willie in the house, one of our great superstars. Good to see you, brother. By the way, it's about time for us to extend you an invitation to come on the show. So if that's something uh, that you'd like to do, come on the show and do a superstar segment with us, reach out, let us know. We'll set it up. 
Appreciate you. He says, happy to see you, Chad. Hey, it's good to see you guys. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping to get to say hey to John tonight, though. Hope your vacation has been fantastic. Hey, John's John hears you. All right. He's not on. He's not on camera today or on mic, but he hears you and appreciates you. And I know he uh, Zach is always um, tickled, thrilled, gratified to hear the positive feedback from community when he does have to step in for me or anyone else on any of the pods. He there loves he hearing that from everybody. And of which there's plenty. And, you know, he doesn't believe that, but a lot of people are Buana Beast fans, and uh, we all love the Beast. And I see him down there. He just came back. So uh, it's good to have him on the ones and twos producing for us. For sure. Most definitely. All right, John, just FYI, we're at about uh, 725, and I'm grabbing Muhammad here. Good to see you, brother. MHH resident male model rocking the swag like a true boss. He says, good to see you, Chad. Hello, Dragon. Hey, right back at you, dog. I've missed you. I've missed, I've missed you all. Um. All right, just bear with me one second. I'm 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 trying to find some some comments from people as I scroll down. Let's grab Drew Love, who's one of our great supporters on Facebook, and very outspoken on these pods. Love it when you come in and contribute to the conversation, guys. And it's okay if if when people disagree with the the takes of the hosts, whether it's Zach and myself or any of the other pod hosts, we want to hear it. We just want you guys to keep it, uh, you know, keep it like you would with your friends or anybody else. Like keep it respectful. Right. Don't don't demean people just because you might disagree with them on a topic. Drew doesn't do that, though. Drew's a stud. He says, who do you guys think will uh, the Broncos will draft in the first round if the Broncos trade up and draft a quarterback, depending on who was left? I believe they'll trade back and gather draft picks. Push comes to shove, Zach. I'm predicting the Broncos trade back if they have a willing partner. And I think they will, depending on how the board falls. And I think you're going to see a run on quarterbacks. But if you were to tell me, hey. Peyton's made the decision. He's, or let's say the news breaks right now. Broncos trade up with the Atlanta Falcons for the number four overall pick, telegraphing to the world. They're getting one of those top four quarterbacks, right? Who would you prefer? I mean, Zach Wilson probably would be for He's me. Not. And then, and then Lance and then Fields in that order. Cause of course, the Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, isn't going to be in the cards. Yeah, I was being realistic. I think Wilson's going number two overall. So number four would be either Mac Jones, Trey Lance, or Fields. And I believe, what do we believe right now? Is Mac Jones going to the Niners? Is Fields going to the Niners? Is Trey Lance going there? If it's between, for me, uh, number four, let's say they make that trade. If it's Fields or Mac Jones, I'm taking Fields. Uh, But if they don't make that trade, if they don't want a quarterback, and if they don't want Micah Parsons, they'll probably end up trading back. I've been saying that the entire offseason, and that opinion hasn't wavered despite the recent stock boost of these top four or five quarterbacks. Hey, real quick, John, as I grab this super, this stream just did a jump. So we're going to need Calvin, burn the guitarist, Mo again, Rello takeover, and then I've got Crudem, uh, his his next one. But Crudem, love you, Doc. Appreciate the generosity for real means a lot to us. hope you understand and hope you feel that. hope you know that you ever want to come on the show. You've been strong, dude. The last, I don't know. I want to say the last two, two and a half months you've come on strong and we really, really appreciate you. So it's a small way that we can thank our, our true superstars in the community that support the channel and support what we're doing here on the huddle up podcast. So if that's something you're into, reach out to me, we'll set it up. He says, it looks like the NFL won't force Full virtual offseason. I'm hoping Denver decides to bring in players to work out and study. I'm hoping all these young players come out. Early chemistry can help strengthen the offense if you're sticking with Drew. Amen, dude. That's exactly what I tweeted today. I think it was from the Mile High Huddle account. But nevertheless, in case you guys missed it, even though Roger Goodell came out and said that the NFL fully expects to have fans in the stands 
full capacity, if I'm not mistaken, unless I misread that clip. I read it on my phone while I was doing other stuff on my vacation. I was probably on the beach, but they expect to be at full capacity in the fall. Well, then Demari Smith of the NFLPA relative to are you, are there going to be OTAs? How's that going to work? Came out and said, well, when we were negotiating this whole thing with the with the pandemic and everything last spring, we were on a two week, basically a two week window. You know, we planned based on the next two weeks, the next two weeks. So it was very short, finite, short term focus between the NFL and the players union. And he's saying, let's not get ahead of ourselves. They don't want to the, the the veterans, the veteran leadership, let's just say, of the NFL PA, Zach, they don't want OTAs, but they're going to have to. Oh, they they collectively agreed to OTAs the way it was before the pandemic. And so they're going to have to, as things continue to open up and get better with regard to the pandemic, they're going to have to fall in line. But there will be some virtual OTAs. And it sounds like, Zach, some real OTAs, which is nothing but good news, whether it's a Drew Locke or any other quarterback for this young team. That's good news. I think some of the players got a little complacent from last year. You have uh, players like Kareem Jackson coming on and blasting the 17th game. Even though it benefits the Broncos, a ninth home game, they have to play one less preseason game now. Um, but, yeah, I love the fact we're going to get back to normalcy. The Broncos are going to have in-person practices. It's only going to help – Lock or whatever quarterback takes, uh, you know, the position next season. But Chad, isn't that the reason why they kept Vic Fangio and the coaching staff is for continuity? And I think the same thing would extend to Drew Lock. So that's another reason why the breadcrumbs are being laid right in front of you, and that trail leads to Lock being the Week One starter, whether you want to accept that or not. Crudum wants to add with another very generous super thanks, brother. He says, "I want to add." It would also give the coaches, talking about OTAs, a chance to see whether Drew's footwork is improving and see if his deep ball is becoming a little more consistent, chance to fine-tune the smaller things. Very good point. And I want to add to that, Zach, if I'm not mistaken, the first round of OTAs, I want to say, are scheduled to occur before the draft. 17th, so, yeah. Yeah, so you can get eyes on Drew because we know how important that is to George Payton. He likes to eyeball the situation in person. Maybe that informs him on what they're going to do in the draft. How does Drew look? Is Does yep. it look like he's poised to take a leap in the same scheme under Shermer in year two? Or are we seeing some of the same, you know, some of the same lapses, I'll just say, uh, from the middle of last season? Because, look, Drew Locke, if you give him time in the scheme, I think we've seen the potential there to 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 assume that he can take some steps forward. But you don't know for sure. And so getting some eyes on him early, if you're trying to make that – momentous tectonic decision for an organization like George Payton, man, that would be a feather in the cap. It would be great. Yeah. And it definitely can't hurt his evaluation and scouting process. But I think George Payton, knowing how measured he is and how patient he is and how much, uh, um, you know, long-term foresight he has, I don't think he would judge Drew Locke based on one OTA practice or one little incremental vacuum of a, of a practice. He wants to see a full off season with Locke and Pat Shermer and Mike Shula you know, contingent on him not drafting his successor in the first round. So it's going to help. It's going to help the entire team, Peyton getting the overall view of the roster. And, hey, it might also convince him to draft Micah Parsons, trade back for a quarterback. There's other positions, Chad, on this roster they need help at than just quarterback. And I think Peyton knows that as well. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site. 
out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, definitely. And, you know, as far as the eyeball thing, being able to see him early, if it if it does end up shaking out this way, and this is only two and a half weeks from now, by the way, you know, Peyton has seen it on film. He saw some of the flashes from Drew last year and then also some of the more alarming signs, especially right dead in the middle of the season where he showed some pretty concerning signs of regression. Then he turned it around. He's been seeing Drew every day in the building. He's mentioned it, that it's been great seeing Drew, seeing the work right. ethic and all that. Even Tim Patrick's going, look, Drew's 100% different than even last year. Like, he's the first one in the building, last one out the door, all that stuff. That's one thing. But seeing him actually out there with his teammates, throwing, you know, in the scheme, operating the playbook, doing the whole nine yards, that I think will tell – that'll be the final component, <clears throat> hopefully, if you're, you're George Payton, to say, <clears throat> I'm either right in my – initial plan to move forward in 2021 with drew and bring in some competition, but he's my plan a, or I was wrong. Our contingency is moving up to get a queue or whatever. That's got to be our focus. And look, if that's what happens and that's on drew, like if drew shows up to OTAs and the footwork's still bad, you know, the, the mechanical discipline is off still, then look, that's on him, dude. That's and and it yeah. ends up influencing George Payton to do something else. That's on him. But I, again, have a sneaking suspicion that's not what's going to happen. I think you're going to see Drew Locke take some steps forward this year. Yeah, and again, the type of quarterback that Locke is, he doesn't learn and get better by sitting and having someone tell him. He learns and gets better by being out there and doing and making those throws and connecting with Cortland Sutton again, Chad, and, and Jerry Judy and Noah Fan and K.J. Hamler and these weapons he has on offense. Like Philip Lindsay said, he is set up for success. He has the weapons around him, so it's on him to take that next step and make the Broncos better, and I think he will rise to the challenge this season. Calvin Hamilton, really appreciate you, my friend. You just come on strong lately. Keep it up. It's been great. It's been seriously cool to to get to know you a little bit here in the chat stream. He says, I'm not a fan of the 17th game. Players are beat up and worn out. At least give two bye weeks. 
I agree with this. I'm not a fan of adding that 17th game personally. I think that the 16 game schedule was a perfect, it was a perfect creation. And I know it's, you know, it's been 20 plus years longer. In fact, I think since they moved 30, 30 plus since the NFL moved from 12 to 16 games, I agree with Calvin that if you indeed are going to throw in that additional regular season game, you got to do something by virtue of an additional bye week that NFL season, dude, it is such a grind when Rookies come in from college football to the NFL about week nine, week 10. That's when they're used to saying, all right, see you at the bowl, you know, in a couple, two, three weeks, and then they're done. No, 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 no. Dude, you still have almost that still that same amount you've already played left to play. That's why you hear about rookies hitting that rookie wall. Right. And there's a reason why it's a wall. The NFL season is a war of attrition. It is so hard on these players. So if you're going to add that 17th game, you got to come up with something creative, whether it's an additional bye week or something else to help mitigate what is just more exposure to additional potential injuries, wear and tear, etc. Well, let's be honest. The NFL doesn't care about all that. They care about this and the money they're going to make from having this this extra game and having the television contracts coming through. I'm not a fan of it either. And I feel bad for the teams when the schedules come out that get the week four, week five, week six bye weeks and have to play 11, you know, 10, 12 straight weeks through. You always want the bye to be right in the middle, but there's no middle now if it's 17 weeks. The only precaution they did to help the players was take away a preseason game. But those players weren't playing in that final game anyway, so it's like it's uh, not kind of a uh, disjointed uh, compromise between the NFL and NFLPA. We'll have to see how it plays out. All we know, Chad, is some teams got screwed over by the 17th game. For the Broncos, not only are they getting the Lions, which you know increased or decreased their strength of schedule, they have the fifth easiest schedule now in the NFL, but it gave them a ninth home game this year. So it could have been worse for Denver. Calvin also jumping in to say that he's really uh, stoked that full stadium. So we are too, my friend. We are too. Yeah. Uh, Zach, burn the guitarist. Wow, dude. Thank you for that. Very, Thank very, you. very generous. Very generous. $50 super chat. You demand, Zach. And um, you're another guy. You want to come on the show? You've been seriously consistent. I want to say like six months through all of last season is about when I remember you popping in somewhere either right before the 2020 regular season or during, maybe a little before, but either way, you've been consistent. It'd be fun to talk to you. Plus, I know, you know, burn the guitarist. We might be kindred spirits with regard to music. So uh, reach out. We'd love to have you on, my friend. He says, hey, guys, Chad, welcome back. Thank you, Doc. Uh, So with the roster and schedule basically set for next year, what games are you looking forward to the most uh, or and the least? I'm hopeful we'll finally be able to break our KC losing streak this year. Zach? Well, one that jumped out to me when I went over the schedule uh, for the article yesterday is the Broncos have a road game at Dallas this year. So for me, that's pretty interesting. It's uh, the Broncos going mm-hmm. to Jerry's world and playing Dak and the Cowboys. You know, they, I think they have Baltimore at home. I don't know if that's a home or away game. Um, of course, they're divisional games. I, off top of my head right now, we haven't, and we mentioned this on the other pod on Monday. We're going to get into this when the schedule comes out. We'll do a, a breakdown, a game by game, and give our predictions and our analysis. But I'm always focused on the divisional games because the Broncos have to conquer that before they can venture outward. And I want to see how they match up this year against the Raiders, the Chargers, and of course, Kansas City. Hey, real quick, are you guys, is that on me? Are you guys hearing some bad internet or John, just nod up and down if you're hearing, if if you saw any breakup while Zach was just talking. No? All right, so that's on my end. Zach, did you – is Zach frozen on your screen? He's frozen on my screen. It's no big deal. If everyone else has seen it okay, then I'm just going to move forward. I hear you. 
Zach? You're good. Okay. All right. Here's uh, here's my answer for Burn the Guitarist. Kansas City Chiefs. That's the one I look forward to most and least all in one. The Broncos have to get that monkey off their back. They absolutely have to finally tackle the 800-pound gorilla that they have been unable, Zach, to vanquish since week two of the 2015 season. And sure, there are going to be some interesting – I mean, I can pull it up and we can look at the schedule because uh, Zach broke it down in the uh, in the piece. But that's the one, man. Until the Broncos can get out from under big bro KC's you know, uh, wing, so to speak, that's that's the that's the watermark. That's the measuring stick. That's the litmus test. And I think this is the year they might be able to finally snap it. We'll see. And this is also I meant to. This one is also a great comment right there. Savage Boy Kev, the Broncos versus Philip Lindsay in Houston. That's going to yeah. be quite the revenge game that I'm personally uh, circling on my calendar for this fall. That is for sure. I'm just looking through some of these matchups, man. It's going to be fun to see. Um, all right, we're at. 39 minutes and tonight guys i gotta keep it pretty tight my my family they're very gracious to stay out of the hotel suite while we're doing this so i gotta keep it really tight to the one hour so let's uh muscle through and make sure we get to every one of our superstars tonight as best we can Muhammad, that we didn't get to on monday too at yeah the end. yeah just let me know john i don't know if you have those notated and then we'll get to them um muhammad shout out to the beast at John K M H H. Appreciate that. I know John appreciates that. He's, he's doing one <laughs> he of these just right saluted. Yeah. He's so, happy. You, you the man. Um, Christian, thanks for the super chat, my friend. Good to see you. He says, I got my shirt and I'll send a pick once I get it out of the wash. I saw that the Broncos have the fifth easiest strength of schedule. Love it. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag state of being from Michigan. Christian, be sure to get that. We'll put it on uh, MHH Instagram and Facebook. But, yes, Zach, for the first time in what feels like forever, instead of being in the top five strength right, of schedule, yeah, exactly. now they're in the, in the bottom five, which is a little bit of a break from the football gods, finally. You know what's a break for Von Miller? Because they added the 17th game, he gets a million-dollar game check. It's dependent on – I think it's a 17th or a fraction of their salary for the season, so Von's going to make over a million dollars for that 17th game. So uh, he's really happy with Goodell right now. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. Rello Takeover, good to see you, my friend. He says, 29 days till the draft. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Really appreciate you, Rello. But, yes, indeed, we are moving into the the – you know, the home stretch, as it were, for the NFL draft. And Zach, we got, I mean, things are going to start coalescing. Weird year, no combine. We're so much more reliant this time on pro days. And, you know, everyone's like microscopically breaking down pro day tape and all that. And it's better than nothing. But again, it's like when you watch Zach Wilson, when you watch Justin Fields, their pro days, Trey Lance. I mean, it's beautiful. These guys look like super megastars ready to just break out of the mold and break out of the box and straight into the NFL like Justin Herbert last year and dominate, but they're thrown against air and they're thrown in a very um, practiced environment. All right, these are contrived, pre-worked out. I mean, they they go through these just like you would in a game plan, going through your, your plays that you're going to run in that game. I mean, but to an even more degree. Duds and uh, Dank Buds and Black Metal. Good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, hey, fellas, sorry I haven't been able to kick y'all some love. Been on nights last month or so, but I never miss a show. Just wanted to say hi and go Broncos. Laters. Hey, dude, thank you. And I'm curious to know, with regard to black metal, this is not the first time I've asked. I still haven't gotten an answer from you, dog. Tell me about these metal bands. I want to know which bands technically fall under the black metal genre tag. Let me know on that. 
What do we got? We got, uh, did we get this? Oh, I've got John Juno. Zach, I've got him right here. Uh, John, good to see you, dog. Thank you. Who's the best QB to get after Wilson and Lawrence? Zach, who, who's your guy? Be, remind me, who's your guy after those two, if the Broncos draft? A million-dollar question. I, I know Fields had a great workout yesterday, and I think he'd be a decent pro, but I'm taking the upside in, in a in a correctly controlled environment, Trey Lance. I think he has the higher ceiling. He is the you know the next version of Cam Newton or da- the bigger Dak Prescott, whatever you want to call him. I think he's going to be a really, really good pro given the right system. That's why if he falls to San Francisco at number three, him and Kyle Shanahan is just going to be amazing to watch, I think. You know, I used to, for me, it, the – the answer to this question used to be Justin Fields, but Trey Lance, it's, it's it, there's a little too much boomer bust there f- for me to feel perfectly confident. But in terms of just looking at that caliber of a quarterback, what he can do, his size, he rises to the top between those two for me. But a little bird, more than one little bird actually, has told me, don't completely circle Zach Wilson to the Jets. He might not be the number two overall pick, that there is some – misgivings now just based on some of these other pro days the way Lance has worked out the way Fields has worked out he's no longer viewed Wilson let me just put it this way as the rock solid bulletproof just ride it in sharpie to the Jets now that could still end up being absolutely wrong but this is just rumors I'm hearing it'd be wild that's my QB1 so if the the Broncos anywhere near him I would advocate the Broncos moving up and acquiring him because to me he's the best quarterback in this draft and uh uh, he he had a decent pro day, but one thing real quick, Chad, you know what I'm tired of seeing? Maybe you haven't seen it on Twitter, but every everyone's going crazy at every pro day. The quarterback is making the across-the-body throw down the field. Right. Yeah. Every quarterback makes that throw, and there was actually a video that was uncovered of Drew Locke's pro day. It was on Twitter today where Locke was making the same exact throw people went wild about for mm-hmm. fields yesterday. So uh, let's not read into that too much. Pro days are always really heightened, and this year, Chad, the, the conjecture is off the charts. Yeah, even more so. Yep, even more so. And I know we sent Nick down to the Missouri Pro Day when um, when Drew Locke was coming out, and he was just as impressed by Drew's performance that day as you're hearing people being impressed by what we, they've seen from Justin Fields' Pro Day, from Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. It's all good to see. It's all part of the puzzle. You need to see it. You need to see him ace their Pro Days, but they're going against air, and they're going in right. these very codified, practiced, segmented uh ritualistic pro day, almost like a game plan, all right, that they've they've practiced over and over and over, that you just can't go too deep down that rabbit hole. Um, Brandon, good to see you, brother. Appreciate the super. Got to move it a little quick here. But he says, uh, Bama Broncos, I'm getting very excited for the upcoming draft, as well you should be, Brandon, because the Broncos have a chance to – they've already taken some pretty – measurable steps forward via the the free agent pool here but zach they have a chance to take a few leaps forward if they make the right decisions on on draft day and to this point peyton's giving us no indication that he's going to make the wrong pick so regardless they will emerge next month with more talent on this roster and i believe on day one whether it's a quarterback or an inside linebacker they're going to come out with a blue chip player so i'm excited as well Cody Potter, thank you, my friend. Good to see you. He says, it sounds like Jameen Davis jumped up and will be a top 20 pick. Agreed. I think he will be. Dude ran a 4-4-40, 21 reps on the bench press at 6-4-237. Dude looks like a monster. Hashtag Davis over Parsons. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. We'll see. We'll see. He could end up getting enough juice to where, because he doesn't have those same off-field concerns, he might end up getting drafted before Micah Parsons. But I still think someone might be the Broncos 
are going to fall in love with just Parsons, just being the physical freak that he is exactly. and look past some of that indiscretion that's been in his rear view for a while now. Yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, more of a surefire first round pick than, uh, Davis. But, you know, if he can rise up the, the big board fairly quickly and the Broncos, if they move back, that could be another target as well. Whoever they get though, Chad, I just want that linebacker to cover tight ends and cover running backs and help the Broncos sideline to sideline. I don't care who it is. Just be that, that missing link to that defense. Cupid, a newer name on Super Chat. Welcome. Thank Welcome. you. Uh, connect on Twitter with us. We love Broncos. your work too. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, indeed. Five kids, love your work, Cupid. Uh, Broncos should either trade up to two and take Zach Wilson or trade back and get a top defensive player. Just don't stay at nine. Zach, I know you're a little bit more plugged in with uh, all things Jets just because of your history there, but have you heard any in, any indication that they're uh, looking to trade out at two? It's Israel and Palestine at this point, Chad. I don't have much history with them, but I, I, I just don't see how you can roll with Sam Darnold as your starter with a new regime. You, you brought in Mike McDaniel. Uh, you have some pieces on offense. I think it's got to be a quarterback. I'd be shocked. I mean, who else are you going to take at that spot? You're going to take Jamar Chase? Are you going to take Penny Sewell? I mean, who are you realistically going to take at number two overall? I'm still 85, 90% sure it will be Zach Wilson uh, to the Jets, number two overall. Christian, thank you for that super chat, my friend. He's got two I'm going to grab in rapid succession here. He's saying, hey, guys, I'm at work, but I'll catch up later. Just showing some love. Hashtag state of being. Love you, dude. Appreciate it. And then he has a question. Uh, He says, how do you all feel about trading back and grabbing Kellen Mond in the second or third, giving Locke competition? I like the idea. I I don't love it. I still like here's my ideal. I still think it's a more likely move quarterback wise than, say, Broncos top 10 taking a cue. But my preferred – thank you for the stars, Dave, on Facebook. My preferred method for the Broncos this year is go find whatever veteran you can that's left. Even if you got to trade for one, get him in there as a hedge. If you're going to take a flyer on a quarterback, if you're going to draft a quarterback, take a flyer is a better way for me to put it, somewhere from like day three, early day three to end of day three. I don't care, rounds four and above. Use those three premium rounds to put the finishing touches on what is shaping up to be the best roster this team has had in a long, long time. And let the chips fall. If Drew doesn't take the step in, in 2021, you got your answer. You still got a really good de- uh, defense. You still got a lot of the puzzle pieces in place. Go get your guy next year. And those same people right now, Zach, they're going, yeah, but then you miss out on the chance to get one of these top four. Next year's draft class is not supposed to be any good, blah, blah, blah. Hey, dude, seriously, Trey Lance wasn't much of a thing this time last year regard- relative to the 2020 draft, uh, 2021 draft. Zach Wilson was not a factor in the 2021 uh, NFL draft conversation. Justin Fields was. Of course, we knew Trevor Lawrence was going to be. Mac Jones, similar. All right. A lot can change, guys, between now and then with regard to a little something called the college football season. And who thought this time last year the Broncos should move up for Kellen Mond in the second round? You know, anything can happen and things will happen uh, next year if the Broncos don't get a big four signal caller from this year's class. But all options are still available. They can sign Alex Smith and still draft Kellen Mond and then have Mond compete with Brett Rippon for third string duties or long term backup duties or whatever. So they have many options, Chad, but they have to make a move regardless. And I'm with you. Uh, I think it's more likely they take a quarterback, whether it's like Trask or Davis Mills or uh, Kellen Mond, some some guy in the second, third, fourth round as just a hedge, as just maybe a, a, a dart shot, a, a shot in the dark. Maybe he works out, maybe he doesn't, but at least we're trying. At least we're investing in the position. Here's one from Deshaun Atlas on uh, YouTube, a super chat. Appreciate you. Welcome. 
connect on Twitter. We like to shout out our superstars and tag them on Twitter after each show. So connect with us there. Why is everyone sleeping on Florida quarterback Kyle Trask? Th- uh, three interceptions, 20 touchdowns, 170 cube rating. Uh, I don't know. He seems like a stud that needs a little development. I think he's a guy I would, I mean, sleeping. I don't know. He had a chance to really shoulder his way into the first round conversation, but he ended up not having a good last year in school. You know, it just wasn't enough too concerning. Um, I know that a lot of NFL teams had eyes on him, but they're looking at him now as more of a raw developmental prospect. Late day three would be my guess, or excuse me, late day two would be my guess. Like round three is probably where you end up seeing Trask going, but Mm. I could be wrong. I just don't like him for Denver. Too yeah. raw. You've already got the raw and potential stuff. Uh, Brett Rippon, look, maybe not um, super raw in terms of his physical traits because he doesn't have a whole lot of physical tools that jump off the page, so to speak. But he's still relatively untested at the NFL. I consider that raw. Drew Locke, raw. A lot more tested NFL-wise, but still raw needs con- con- uh, f- further development and refinement. That's not what you, you don't need to add another guy like that. If you're going to add right. a guy, add a guy that's a veteran that's a little more polished that you can fall back on if your your rough guys in potential don't step up and meet that expectation. Yeah, I can stomach Kellen Mond. I couldn't stomach Kyle Trask and Pat Shermer together. It's just so uninspiring, and I think Trask is going to be a day three pick, uh, fourth or fifth round. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. 
Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. And I'm very much not a Kyle Trask fan. Carlos, good to see you, my brother. Appreciate the super. He says, Carnalitos. So 20 and 0 till we ain't. I say take the best player available, by the way. I feel you on that, my friend. But remember, the whole best player available thing, guys, it is with very few exceptions. I mean, there's a couple teams out there that don't do this. Green Bay Packers being one of them, but almost every single team in the league, they take the best player available at the petition, the positions they have deemed as their roster needs. All right. It's never pure BPA. If you think pure BPA is a thing, then you don't, you really don't know what you're talking about. That's not no team with very few exceptions. There's one or two out there. Okay. They don't just set the board and whoever that best player on their board right. is when they, it always is then, uh, further narrow down to position of need. And that's why if, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback exactly. and the top-rated prospect falls yeah. to you if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and it's a quarterback in the first round, you're not taking that guy. Now, that's a very extreme example, but you still get the point. That was the same exact analogy I was going to make, Chad. It doesn't always work out that way. And that's I'm seeing this argument on Broncos Twitter where if Kyle Pitts is the BPA at number nine, the Broncos should take him. It doesn't make sense. Just because he's the best player on their board doesn't mean he's the best fit for that draft pick. So, yeah, yeah. BPA to an extent, but it has to intersect with need as well. So I wouldn't take Kyle Pitts over Micah Parsons, let's say, because Parsons mm. fits a much bigger need than Kyle Pitts does. Yeah, and don't get us wrong. Like Kyle Pitts is a phenomenal young player. He's a stud. If you didn't already have Noah Fant and Albert O, it would and Jerry be, Judy, a first rounder last year. I it would be much more of a no brainer. Plus, you got to swing the pendulum back on the defensive side. You know, you've gone so right. many of your premium round picks the last three years have been offense because you needed it. You needed to restock those shelves. And now, as you've seen, you know, look at what they the Broncos did in free agency. They had to really go out there and buy some groceries for Fangio to replenish that that those shelves so that he could cook up a, a decent, plausible, you know, a culinary experience for you as fans. <laughs> Brandon, appreciate you again, my friend. Says the Broncos need practice so bad to get everyone on the same page. Has the NFL released a date when they can start practicing? Yeah, it's it's coming, my friend. I think you're going to see some. Some uh, players on the field for OTAs. I just don't know yet, Zach, if it's going to be this first round of OTAs. This first one might still be virtual, but I think after the draft, like rookie mini camps and and uh, the first uh, is it phase two? I'm trying to remember now my offseason stuff, but uh, nevertheless, I think you will see NFL players in OTAs this year at some point, actually throwing, you know, run, and they're not going to hit. They never do in OTAs, but you'll see some version of OTAs this year. Yeah, I mean, every offseason, there's the OTAs and the rookie minicamp. And then the big one, though, is the late May, early mid-June, the mandatory minicamps. And by that point, it will for sure be in person, for sure be on the field, and for sure be getting back to normal. But April 17th, they can start practicing. Like you mentioned, it might be virtual at first, but we're getting back to normalcy. And it's only a matter of time now, weeks, before we see the Broncos on the field back at Dove Valley with fans, hopefully a training camp, and fans in the stands this fall. John, real quick, because we're at the 55-minute mark, um, and the stream just jumped. I've got Willie, and then I've got Crudum again at 8.03. And in between, and we got a really rapid fire. I'm, I am seriously running out of time here tonight. Uh, in between, we have Levi. We need Levi. If you can grab Levi. Uh, we need Not Allowed here. We need Jack, uh, Shadow Jack R. Um, 
we need Drew, we, and then we should be good. So those are the names. Willie, appreciate you, my friend. He says, I'll hit you up when your vacation is over to get you get me scheduled to come on. All right, sounds good, brother. Sounds good. Uh, Crudum again, thank you, my friend. Seriously, much love. He goes, I'd love for us to trade back and grab a corner in the first. Use a, an added second-round pick to grab a linebacker and edge rusher. Use the third round to add safety depth. Yeah, I'm feeling you on that. Maybe some slightly different orders to what you're thinking there, but, I mean, I, a corner, if you do trade back, there are some decent options. You might be able to get a J.C. Horn. We'll see, maybe. Uh, if not, you can maybe look at an Eric Stokes. Uh, there's another guy whose name I'm totally missing that I know Eric loves. Um, yes, thank you. Um, and then even, you know, again, maybe you're a little bit worried about Bryce Callahan because he's entering a contract year and he still hasn't been able to stay healthy a full 16. There are a couple really good slot corners in this class that, that you're going to have to take in round two or three. Uh, I'm thinking of the kid from Washington. I just spaced his name. I just spaced It'll come to me. Uh, and then, of course, Asante Samuel Jr. All right. There are some interesting corners in you know, those round one's too early for either of those guys, but like round two, round three. Okay. So, yeah, I'd be about it too, Crudum. Who the Broncos, by the way, Asante Samuel Jr., they have spoken to in the pre-draft process. So there's some interest there. You have to, you know, I agree with the premise. You have to address the biggest needs, but you can't ignore the offense either. You can't ignore offensive tackle. You can't ignore maybe running back if you want to replace Philip Lindsay. So uh, I would throw a tackle in the first three or four picks or so. But, yeah, I would definitely address inside linebacker or cornerback if the first-round pick is not a passer. By the way, I'm thinking of Elijah Molden. That's who I'm thinking about, the the Washington corner. All right, Levi. Wow, dude. Seriously, bro. Thank you, Levi. Thank you so much. Wow. This will help take the sting off when the wife comes back in and she's like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> like, hey, you know, the, the community, they – this just, is how just we – say you were getting ready, do. Chad. Give her a taste of her own medicine. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Seriously, Levi, though, thank you, dog. Appreciate you so much. He says, I hope you had some great time with the family, Chad. I'm just ready for this off season to be done. Yeah, and for what it's worth, I won't be on tomorrow night's show. I'm still in Florida through Sunday. I might not even be on Sunday night show, depending on my flight, if I get back in time. So this will be my one and only appearance this week, but I'll be back in the saddle, locked and loaded, ready to freaking crush it next Monday for sure. So appreciate you, my friend. And, yeah, the offseason, you know, the speculation part, we love it. We, you know, we soak this time of year up, and we're hitting the home stretch of the draft. It's wild. We were just talking about Elway's successor. Now we're and then free agency and now the draft. It just it, it shocks me every year, Chad, how fast the calendar flies, whether it's the regular season or the offseason. Football doesn't sleep, nor do we. And it's just it goes so fast. We got Shadow Jack R. Is it Shadow Jack R or Shadow Jacker? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. When I say it, there's a part of me that's like I feel dirty almost when I say Shadow Jacker. You know, like my mind goes to these probably not good. Um, you know, crevices, but nevertheless, appreciate you, dog, your football holiness. And even that came out the wrong way. Um, your football holiness. If our defense goes top three this season, but falls short of the postseason, uh, will Vic stay or be evicted? How high mile high. So if the defense goes top three, but the Broncos still fail to make the playoffs, does Vic keep his job, Zach? I can't unhear crevices right now, so I'm trying, <laughs> not trying to get over that. 
Shout uh, out to Tenacious D. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And Manscaped, 20% off promo code HUDDLE. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. if this is the thing with Fangio. This is my opinion. It's put up or shut up time. They've given him now a top five, if not top three defense. They've given him a hell of an offense, contingent on the quarterback. If he doesn't produce, at least in the four of a winning record, let alone a playoff clinching record, uh, he should be gone. It's year three now. You want to talk about continuity. They have a new general manager who did not get to pick his own coaching staff. It's put up or shut up time, not just for Drew Locke, but for the coaching staff as well. So playoffs or bye-bye. Not allowed here. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. He says, hey, guys, appreciate all you do. If Lance, Pitts, and Parsons are on the board at nine, who are you taking? I'm taking Parsons. Of those three, like if you limit to those three only and you say you got to pick one, I'm sorry, but I'm taking Parsons. I'm not going to take Pitts. We already touched on why. Um, and even the, the guys, the NFL draft guys are experts at MHH that are enamored with Kyle Pitts. If push came to shove and they were the one making that decision, I'm telling you right now, no one's drafting for the Denver Broncos Kyle Pitts at number nine when you have, as we just went through, right? Noah Fant, Alberto, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Cortland Sutton. I mean, who are you sitting down at a certain point? It's like, nevertheless, I'm taking uh, Parsons. God, you know, this, I, I want to be consistent. I want to be objective. I don't want to be hypocritical. You know, they needed a linebacker, and I believe in Locke for this season, but Trey Lance is staring me on the board. It's a top three rated quarterback in this year's draft class. You thought no way in hell would he drop to number nine overall. Um, knowing what the Broncos went through in 2018, they wanted Darnold. They wanted Mayfield. They didn't get either of them. I just did think if Peyton goes to Elway and says, what do we do in that scenario? I'd be, I think he'd be hard pressed to take, not to take the quarterback Lance at that spot. Calvin Hamilton. Good to see you, brother. Appreciate you again. This is the third super tonight. Um, uh, I guys favorite game you've been to for me, it was the 2013 shootout here in Dallas. Oh, you were at that game Manning versus Romo. That was a barn burner. Classic. Peyton gave us the slowest bootleg ever. LOL. Can't wait to go again. Um, I could go down a lot of um, different paths here on memory lane, but I'm going to say the 2015 Brock Osweiler game where the the Patri- the Broncos beat the Patriots in overtime on Sunday night football. That was probably the best Bronco game in person I've been at, but we really got to, we really got to muscle through real quick. Um, Mundungus Creevy. Good to see you brother. He says, can we talk about J- how Jameen Davis is a good, if not better fit than Micah Parsons without any off field questions? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't too stridently, um, Pick nits on that, Mike. I would say that he's a very interesting player. I'm just not completely certain he's a uh, top 10 caliber. Whereas I think Parsons, you take the off seasons or off field stuff away, he's very evidently, in my opinion, a top 10 caliber player. I'm not 100% convinced this, the same can be said for Jameen Davis, but I'm not an expert on linebackers in, in the, this particular NFL class. I'm there. I'm right there with you. And I think a team that takes a chance on Micah Parsons, whether it's Denver or another team in the teens, they're going to get a hell of a player. And the right defensive coach is going to make lemons out of Micah Parsons. Lemonade, I should say. Jasmine, another newer name on Super Chat. Welcome. Thank you. Is that Albert Knopper's daughter? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, I think it is. Is it? It is. Okay. Yeah. Jasmine. Your That's dad, awesome. Albert Knoppers. Happy birthday, Albert. Yes. Seriously, Albert is not only a superstar, he's an MHH supporter on Facebook. And if Albert Knoppers is your dad, you are one lucky gal because Albert is an all-timer. He is a stud. And I've had some private conversations with Albert, and he and I have a lot in common. 
He's a great guy. You have a phenomenal dad and obviously very passionate Broncos fan and a member of our community. So thanks for reaching out, Jasmine, and letting us know. Albert, happy birthday to you, Doug. Yeah, Jasmine, we appreciate your uh, you letting us know and your support here. And, and you have a hell of a father in Albert. He is one of the biggest Broncos fans we know and one of the most loyal and supportive members of this community going back years that we know. So please give him our best and tell him to have a very, very happy birthday. And we hope to see him soon. Around. All right. Um, jumping on here to Cupid because I am out of time, guys. Uh, appreciate you, Cupid. Again, you may have seen Adam Valentine comments in the past. Cupid is a nickname for me. Okay. All right. All right. Adam Valentine. That's who it is. Hashtag state of being from Virginia. Thank you for the clarification, Thank my you. friend. Good to know. Um, all right. One more here from Mike as well. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate the super. He goes early draft prediction. Denver takes Mac Jones in the first or Kellen Mond in the second or third or Kyle Trask in the fourth or trade up for Wills. Uh, Zach Wilson at two or Jameen Davis in the first. Yeah, I mean, the possibilities are endless, Mike. And If I had to really narrow it down, though, I would tell you that unless he's – George Payton is like the absolute master in sleight of hand and is completely doing everything he can to try and make it seem like he doesn't care about Mac Jones and he's just like the greatest actor of all time and, and poker player of all time. I don't see – I haven't heard anything. Didn't go to the pro day. I don't think Mac Jones is going to Denver. That's the one thing I'll say in that. It picked nine anyway. Sure as heck ain't happening. Yeah, that's the only realistic scenario you laid out there, Mike, was uh, Kellen Mond going in the second or third. But, yeah, you, if you want to draft your quarterback of the future, at least want eyes on him. And unless, like you said, Peyton's the biggest liar known uh, to a GM spot in the NFL, he's not taking Mac Jones. So I wouldn't count on that. Cupid, appreciate you. Thank appreciate you. you. All right, really quick, let me see. John, I'm not sure we're going to have time to do makeups here. Uh, Willie, appreciate you, dog. I'm not touching Parsons with a 10-foot pole. Hey, I understand it. I do at least understand that. I disagree with you, but I do understand why some people would be afeared a little bit because of his past history. But, hey, man, it was two or three years in the in the rear view, maybe four, three years at least in the rear view. And, um, you know, he's, he's a lot of time. There's a lot of water under the bridge between now and then. Um, real quick, Zach, before you answer that, John, are there any super outstanding from the other night? Oh, no, we didn't get Drew. You got Drew? Get Drew. Um, but your thoughts on Parsons while John grabs Drew? I just wanted to say he had a really impressive pro day, and not just what he did on the field. He addressed those, you know, the character concerns and the the hazing incidents and whatever happened at Penn State. And he said he owned it, but he said, listen, people grow, and I was a younger guy, and I'm, I'm learning from it, and I've, uh, I'm not the same person I was. And I take him at his word when he says that. If I were a coach like Fangio needing that inside linebacker, I'm willing to at least overlook some of it, Chad. I know that's a controversial stance, but I think you you value talent over everything else. If he can help you win, I think that's the most important barometer, in my opinion. Drew, superstar. He's been on the show, MHH Mount Rushmore. This is one of those faces etched. If you look and peer up through the thin air, right, the clouds, you see this cat's face. Appreciate you, Drew. He says, Lindsey spoke well. Locke needs to capitalize on what the organization has built around him. He has the tools and talent. Got to put it all together. I agree, man. And that's why I'm telling you right now, this is make or break. It's You've gone this far with Drew. You risk too much by not seeing it through. And by seeing it through, I'm going to define that for you. One more season as the guy. All right? That's what I mean by seeing it through. If he doesn't prove your patience and faith and long suffering and everything 
then you you move on and it's over. It's not even a second thought anymore. It's like, man, we we gave it more than the old college try. Like we fully invested around this guy. We gave him everything we could. Same coaching staff in back to back years to close it out. He he failed to seize the day. We have to move on. I'm not there yet though. I don't think last year because of all the outliers, Zach. There were so many mitigating factors to 2020 that you if you felt this way about Drew coming out of 2019 that he has what it takes to be your future franchise quarterback. 2020 should be one of those outliers where it's it's an exception. It's an asterisk because of so many mitigating factors. I mean, from no OTAs to no preseason to the weirdest training camp and any NFL players ever had to endure to injuring his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder in week two and everything in between the new offensive coordinator, throw it out one last year, let the chips fall. Exactly. And I put the article, anyone who wants to read about what Philip Lindsay said about Drew Locke, I put the article in the comment section. So uh, be sure to check that out when you have a moment. All right, guys, I'm sorry. Look, those supers, we, you know how we are. We do not want to leave any of our superstars out in the cold on any show. Uh, But tonight I really do got to go. I'm sorry. I'm still in Florida. We got to go. Zach and I, John, we will make it up to you. Those supers that, how many are they, John? Show me in the, in the, I mean, give me a number. Is it more than – is it less than 10? What do you think, Zach? It's just – it's, it's a few, if any. I oh. think he said one. It's not that many. All right, throw it up. Oh, here's one from Jake. Hey, guys, did That's you listen to Justin one. Simmons on the Pat McAfee show today? Good interview about Locke. I saw it in my mentions. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, Zach. Did you? And by the way, thank you, Jake. I have not seen that. So, uh, Jake, uh, be sure to – and we'll check it out. We'll maybe even write an article about that. But uh, let us know in the comments what he said. I'm interested. Okay. Um. All right. Well, let me see here. John, do you have it? Do you know? If not, because I got I really do got to dip. If it's right at our fingertips, I'll, we'll, we'll crush it now. But if not, we'll have to, you guys will have to get it tomorrow night. All right. Listen, we'll get to you. I promise you. I know this was from last night's show. We'll get to you and we'll make it up to you. Trust on that. All right. We will make it up to you, but we got to go for now. I got, uh, I got some fish to fry, so to speak, and things cooking here in Florida. And uh, Glenn, good to see you, my friend. All of you guys, Drew. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I've been jonesing to, to talk with you guys, even two days away, man. Thank you, Dominic. Dominic. Appreciate you. Even two days away from you guys, I start getting the withdrawals as well. So Zach, John, you guys keep freaking carrying the torch forward. And yes, uh, of course I'll, I'll be back. If not Sunday night, I'll be back for sure next Monday, but a lot could happen between now and then. So it's going to be fun to see how it shakes out for these Denver Broncos. That's right. Chad, enjoy the rest of your vacation. Seriously, just forget about this. Forget about the podcast. Enjoy yourself in sunny Florida. Uh, John and I will hold it down for sure. And again, whatever we didn't get to uh, on the previous pod on Monday night's pod, we John and I will get to tomorrow. We will open up our segment tomorrow with those super chats leaning into the Mile High mailbag. So before we get into that, uh, we're going to go over the uh, the stars, our super chat the superstars and the Facebook supporters. But if you have any questions before tomorrow's mailbag, let hit us up on Twitter at John K M H H at Kelberman NFL. And we will get to them tomorrow. Yeah. Just a quick shout out. Some names here for the stars on Facebook. We appreciate each and every one of you, Kobe, Randy, Shana, Brad, Drew, Dave, each one of you appreciate you. you love you. I'll see you guys uh, on Monday. And with that, Zach, my high salute to you, to our superstars, everyone in the community for joining us here tonight. And uh, hope you could, you know, vibe with my <laughs> Beach Life t-shirt here, my, t- my bo- Tommy Bahama. Subscribe, like, share, sign us off, Zach.
Uh, keep the sand out of the crevices, Chad. But yeah, thank you everyone <laughs> for tuning in with us tonight, Chad. Thank you for hopping on and uh, tell your family we appreciate you taking the time out tonight. Thank you, John, for the ones and twos behind the scenes, as always, doing a great job. Thank you to everyone in the chat tonight. Your support, your interaction, your generosity means the world to us. We will be back, John and I, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern, Mile High Mailbag. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.